Brian A. Hello, I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And welcome to the Lack of Focus podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Lack of Focus, our little impromptu episode. And I have taken over the hosting duties for this little impromptu. My name is Ed, and of course, I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how's it going, my friend? Good, Ed. How you doing? I'm fantastic. And our wounded warrior himself, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going, my friend? Oh, good, thanks, Ed. So we don't really have a topic necessarily. Uh, we were genuinely planning on recording a show without Chris because he's had some issues, which we will be talking about here shortly. And we were going to be talking about aquariums and Steam decks and all kinds of stuff. And that way we may still get to those. Um, but uh, of course, Chris being the amazing person that he is said, oh, well, if he's going to record tonight, we're going to ho- I'll hop on if I can. And here he is. So let's just get the elephant out of the room. What do you say there, Chris? Because we didn't get yeah. any details. We we talked about this in the pregame show and we're like, do you want to hear now? Or do you want to wait for the show? Like, nope, podcast hold. I want to hear on the show. So take it away, my friend. So I don't actually think we've spoken since Adepticon. Not like this. Like, no, we've we've no. chatted in chat, but not in person. Yeah, like, like we as in I don't think we've recorded anything. We we didn't find the time to actually record in person together at Adepticon. Um Christian so prime it, time. <laughs> tr- I mean, true. Chris, I will, Chris I will was, shoulder Chris that very, burden. Chris was very, very busy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let, let's let's roll it back all the way to Adepticon and talk about that for a little bit because we've not done that. Might, you know, might as well. Might as yeah. well. So um, as we discussed on our last lack of focus, me and Edward in Adepticon, it was great. Um, we, were? we we were sharing a, a hotel suite, so we got to hang out like, all hours of the day when we were asleep. <laughs> when we were... <laughs> all right, th- truth be told, Chris was working his ass off at Worlds. Yeah. He would be up and out the door before I was even out of bed for breakfast, and we would go to sleep, and Chris would still be there at Worlds, either tearing down or setting up for the next day or whatever, the entire time. So... We had plans. We had talked about like uh, Gabe and I brought stuff to paint. We we were gonna paint models. We we're just gonna have like a sit down and like jam session. We're gonna do dinners and stuff. And unfortunately, yeah. with Chris's schedule, that did not work out the way that we wanted it to. Um, that having been said, it was completely understandable. Chris was doing a job, and he was doing a job well. And we did stop by every day to check on him, make sure he was doing well. Uh, we did get to have dinner one night, got to be there. Yeah, I, I made the time to uh, make sure, well, I begged Chris to let me have the time to uh, yes, to hang out. So, yeah, just, um, the guys were really good. They let me disappear for one of the evenings, uh, all of a side event. My focus at Worlds was just running all of the side events, and so mm-hmm. I ran probably... Um, at least 40 different pods, uh, eight player pods. I ran probably 12 sets of aces high at least. Um, I ran a 38 player uh, world's warm up event with no software, no pen and paper. Um, that was um, fun because we were having software issues at the time the event was firing. So I, I purred people up by pointing at them and tell it and then pointing at the second person. <laughs> And that um, wasn't, was that the last chance one that was no, the first that was year? No, this was, well, it's the last chance qualifier was running. Um, later on in the day, it was supposed to be a three, well, there was, because I made it happen. There was a three round, um, uh, a three round warm up tournament. So if you've already got your ticket to Worlds, you don't need to play in the last chance qualifier. 
go and play in the world's warm-up tournament so a I bunch see, of high level we've all got our tickets to worlds we want to get some last minute practice in so we want a real hardcore tournament and i'm just at the you do you play this person every week um no okay that's your opponent go and find a table <laughs> just that's cool. last that's that. it was uh fun times I can't get over the competition level there because it, it dawned on me on day two when I swung by there. Um, I got to swing by uh, the Gold Squadron um, broadcast. Dion remembered me. I was honored and privileged that he actually genuinely remembered um, uh, who I was because one of the things I said to Chris is like, you know, it's going to be cool to hang out there because nobody knows who I am anymore because we're not much of a, a voice in that community and there were still people who knew where you were. So yeah. that, that made me feel warm and fuzzy. There's another story I'll share here lately that made me feel even more warm and more fuzzy and yeah. practically made me cry. Thank you, Chris, for that. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of neat when I made that realization on day two that every single person that was there and because I, I, at first I thought Worlds looked like it was smaller in years past. But yeah. that was by design because everybody that was there won their way in. Yes. So there, there wasn't a soft opponent in the room. Is kind of what I'm getting at when it comes down to the competition level. That so how many players did they have? Because I haven't talked to you guys about this at all because I so, didn't even listen to the show. Uh, last so, chance qualifier, know. I believe, was around about 180. I want to say 188. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, oh, maybe that was 100 and, yeah, 176. And that was bigger maybe. than world. That was bigger than world. Um, I'll double check. I'll it? I've got. I, I. I have. I was looking at this information earlier, doing some some stuff I was supposed to sort out ages ago. Um, so I'll just pull it up. But yeah, uh, I believe it was um, around by. It was at least 160. But um, X-wing was... last chance qualifier 178. Yeah, I was right. It's 178 for last chance qualifier. That was just uh, to try to win a chance to play in Worlds the next day. How yeah. many? How many from that qualified? I believe the number we're giving out during the qualifier was that 50 should make it through. I believe on the day, we ended up a closer to 60 players made it through from that. Okay. Um, and how that, how that worked out was that they had a number of people who had their quote-unquote seats reserved, and if they did not show up to Worlds, that was the number of seats that was available. Yeah. So it, it could have been anywhere from 8, 14, whatever it was, and that just happened to be the number that they had. With yeah, like we were okay. pretty, so we were just... pretty confident we would get fifty. So that was the number we were publicly talking about. Um, but okay. uh, the final total for players at Worlds um, in the actual real World Championship was one hundred and ninety. So um, and I, yeah, do you remember when Worlds had like four hundred players before? And that was where it was capped at. They did them in like two different days. That's to me as I was like, because that was the uh, other. So thing if you think about. Um, 190 includes, let's call it 60 from um, the last sure. chance qualifier. So you're actually looking at 300 and what, 18 players. Is that math correct? Something like that? Yeah. 318 individual yeah. players, um, if you include the last chance qualifier, is um, not a small well, number, you know? It's I not. Think. It's not. And then considering the game's just... dead, everyone's told me. Oh, like, that's what I keep hearing. It didn't yeah. look like it to me. Um, um, but you got to consider it was 10 rounds of Swiss, and then you had the last chance qualifier. So, like, if I'm not mistaken, there were some of the people that had made it into the final day that had played in the last... Uh, yeah, the... people played all the way through. and um, Right, exactly. I, I believe Cox, who was in... Andrew Cox, who was in the final, um, played That's through the last chance qualifier. And he... So, Go on, Sean. Well, I was going to say, so you're talking about 10 rounds of play. Does that include day two? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it uh, was ten. 
10 rounds of Swiss, um, theoretically, but it was, um, I believe it was three and twos made it through. And if your record was worse, it might have even been four and ones. Uh, but you had to have, um, I think it was three and two record to make it through to day two. Um, and then you, we cut to top eight, I believe, for day three. Oh, okay. So they had a day one. I'm guessing that was the so last, was chance, the last chance qualifier. Day one. And then day, it then was the five Swiss rounds Swiss. the world. If you, finish, if you won three, uh, I yeah. believe it was three games. I might be wrong. Well, I'm going to no. say three for the sake of it. If you won... I think it was, because when I talked to Richard, whenever he found out that once he lost his third game, he was out, he dropped. Yeah. Um, was that Richard Sue? Yeah, yeah, saw him in person, shook his hand and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I believe after that it was I think it was it it was still close to a hundred uh, players left in it, I believe. I can't remember. I can't remember if Swiss Triangle works out. As you can probably tell by this, I didn't do much with the actual world championships. Actual I event, was yeah. Yeah. I So you, I, you did you did what I did at Adepticon um yeah. when I was there. Because it was Brent Wong and I who did all the side events, and then then they had the main event thing, you know, the the big what was it, the system open going yeah. at that time. It well, I was joking because obviously the uh, the multitude of Chris's who judge X Wing events were all <laughs> so it was uh, pretty high. Yeah, but you had Chris Allen as the event organizer. You had okay. Tim Hornsborough as the um. Uh, the head judge you had chris mitchell from the uk uh was doing uh was doing a bunch well, sorry from canada who lives in the uk used to used to game in century box um because obviously the world's filled with useless um <laughs> um little idiosyncrasies um <laughs> then you had um Dion from obviously fly battle representing the east coast uh, so West Coast of America, you had um, Josh. I want to say Josh Taylor. Sorry, Josh. Uh, Josh uh, do, is like East Coast. Uh, so we had Australia, e Europe, East and West Coast, US and Canada, uh, all represented on the judging team. Uh, but they had um, all in two... their cute AMG search. They look really nice and spiffy. Yeah. Um, Very nice. We had uh, the two Chris's were running worlds. And I was running like every, all everything else. So I was like, "Well, you guys between you have only run half a tournament each. I've <laughs> run like fifty this weekend, so I'm obviously the best, Chris." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I judged the painting competition uh, for all of the factions. Um, I ran Siege Coruscant event. I ran a Battle of Yavin event. We ran Droid Soccer. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy, pretty intense all the way through. Um, and that was only one section of where AMG was set up. They also had an armada, the full Worlds for Armada there. They had the Worlds for Legion there. Um, it was it was pretty like th this. I mean, you've been if you've been to uh, you've been to Adepticon. It's in the same place, so like you know how mm -hmm. gigantic they had literally one full section that was just AMG, and uh, they were the title sponsor for the show this year as well. I did not know that. Yeah. And in the vendor room, they had the longest line for game demo ever with Shatterpoint that I couldn't even get into because the line was so damn long. Yeah, yeah when I was there... One of the things when, I'm sorry about, I, I missed Shatterpoint. Sorry, Sean. Well, I was going to say, when I was there, so they had 
So if you were walking into the arena, you know, from the the concourse area, from the big, you know, mm-hmm. the, where all the vendors set up and stuff. Yep. You walked in there when I did it. The left, far left, was X-wing and Armada, and then back towards where they had the concession stand. Mm-hmm. And then they had like open play space, kind of in the middle there. In the back was where all of our side game events were. They had so we no... were split. Open areas. That I, they had the everything all the way over to the concession stands consisted of world. Whether it really, be, whether it be yeah, world it was... X-wing or world uh, armada or legion was towards the front. Wow, yeah, legion yeah, and um, legion and MCP were the as you walked into the hall were first games. Uh, X-wing and armada were hidden away in the back, as it should be. You know, sweaty pre-painted games. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But and no, then they, I mean, had the, they had the vendor area really in the middle, and then 40k was all over on the the far yeah, right, like, like bolt action and all those other ones. Right yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was really cool. I uh, I had a really good, a very rewarding time. I think is the best terminology for it. He worked his ass off. I can I can yeah. assure you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time I saw Chris, it, Chris looked exhausted. It didn't matter what time of day I saw him. He uh, I think uh, the the um, I think it might have been the Friday of a Saturday. I think I walked twenty six kilometers. Jeez, jeez, yeah. You, um, you walked a marathon. Yeah, but, well, uh, I yeah, it was it was decent. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, so what? Um, I did get to do the uh, the D and D onslaught event that I'd booked. It was the one thing I paid for. Um, like the uh, I paid to. Tr- Enter the one round seven dollar dread night tournament thing. Um, so I went over there and Alex wasn't there. I'd missed I missed Alex every time I managed to try and hit either the WizKids booth or the onslaught bit. I missed Alex every time, so I was a little bit sad about that, but it's what it is. Um, I never saw him. I never saw him. I saw Wade, I did not, yeah, not get to see him. Yeah. Um, but I I turned up and was chatting to the person running the event there, and I, oh, I've been running demos since before the game was out, because I had all the launch kits and stuff. And I was like, oh, great, okay. So you can just teach. Basically, I ran a demo for my opponent who'd never played, because obviously they had people <laughs> sign up for the event who'd never played. But luckily, uh, it wasn't a real tournament. The, you didn't get the prizes for winning the, the match kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I still got the swag, which was fine. Uh, but then they did a roll off for um, winning uh, the new box that came out this weekend. I think it was the Cellsword box, uh, which I didn't win. So whatever, I got myself um, some foil, some shiny foil Death Knight cards, uh, which I was happy with. But yeah, it was a little. I'm not. I'm not going to blame them or you know have a go about it. Uh, that's not what I'm getting at. But obviously, I was working the entire weekend. The last thing I wanted to actually do was demo a different game or a different person on my time off. Yeah. But I put my face on and did the thing, you know, this face, yay, cheery. This is Chris tends to do. Yeah, uh, and he had a good time. He obviously won his the game and, you know, it was all great. And uh, he was, and my opponent was actually the person who won the roll off to get the, the swag as well. Oh, so better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's another onslaught player in the world, thanks to me. I'll take that as a win. But yeah, I was a little bit... I just wanted to chill out and play a game. But yeah, it was fine. Um, 
so what you're saying that you 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 taught someone how to play a game and you let them win, right? Like you're supposed to. So they're like, oh, no, oh, I, 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 I would never let them win. They just happen to win because it's I happen, happen to, to make bad choices. Hmm. I, I, I'm foreshadowing something later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you about it later. Mm. I actually got a game of 40k in where that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, so yeah, that was the night we actually got to hang out. We we um, we just took the easy option, went to Buffalo Wild Wings across the road from our hotel. Yep. Um, we got to hang out for a little bit that night. I just I didn't even sit on the couch when we got back to the suite. I was like just sat on the floor, just resting against the back of a couch. Um, <laughs> and just catching. That was really nice. Um, I'm sorry we didn't get to do more of it, but That's you know, okay. them yeah. to breaks. And the breaks. Um, for from Gabriel and I's perspective, what we did, we didn't actually schedule any events. I think, um, in retrospect, that was probably a mistake. And then when we go next year, assuming Chris is going to be there again next year, um, we'll probably schedule to play in the 40k friendly event, um, next year. Um, simply because what ended up happening, the, the game plan for us going into it was, well, they've got all these free game demos. Let's just go and do these. Right. Um, which sounded like a really good idea, but when you have nothing else to do, when you have nothing other schedule, you go through these game demos awfully quickly um we did play a bunch of cool games and some not so much <laughs> um it's interesting that it's it's interesting the the eclectic group of people do some of these well-established companies or companies that are just kind of getting off getting getting started with their organization like they've got a game they've got something for their um and some of them are you can tell are guys that design games in their basement and they're trying to get you to back their kickstarter kind of thing um, we played this old Wild West one, which was okay. Um, a little bit more convoluted and a little bit more complex than I was hoping it would have been. Um, that was kind of fun. We played a lot of God tier because Gabriel, it was one of those things where I tried kind of, I basically dragged Gabe to a table because we had nothing else to do at that point in time. So we sat down and played the game and he a hundred percent got it right away and loved it and like wanted to play like 17 more times. God tier um, is really good fun. It is. It's a good game. But they had they gave the same stock answer that I was getting actually kind of disappointed with, which is to me, I felt like it was a bad decision. Um, we got them playing the game and Gabe's like, cool, I want to buy this game. Can I buy the starter set? And they're like, oh, we don't have any here for sale. Yeah. Well, well, well why not? <laughs> and that is what drives me nuts, to be honest with you, is when you when you OK, so you're demoing a game now as long, you know, OK, so if it's a game that's out, you should always have stock with you. You know what I mean? It's I other, agree. Otherwise, it's too hard to get, get in. And the other thing is this, is that when you go there and you're a vendor who's demoing a game, the highest chance of sales on a game is going to happen right after they've demoed the game. Funny you should say that, because quite like I said, like, honestly, like, you know, we talked to Chris right after. Chris said, oh, yeah, I've got a whole bunch of guards here at the store. I can probably send you something. I asked Gabe two days ago, three days ago, if he was still interested. And he's like, ah, oh, that's kind of worn off on me. Now, that's different if it had been there at the time. We'd, he had 100% bought it then and there. And we'd have had it home Great. and we'd be playing now. But because we're so far removed from it now, and he's like, no, 10th edition 40K is coming up. I'll talk about that in a second. But that's what he's more interested in doing now. So they, like, he's like, oh, I'm not going to spend my money on that. I've got 10th edition coming. Um, right. if, it, if it had been there and had been in stock, we could have put one up. spending money, Eddie. I'll send it you for free. Jesus. I, I know, I know. Well, we didn't know that at the time, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, no, I like God Tier, but yeah. Um, what else did we do? The, um, I got to catch up with uh, a lot of 
people. Um, I was very, I was very head up my own ass trying to do work. So sorry if you guys came. I was, I like to think I pulled off being nice, friendly, and polite to everybody, but I had to do second runs a lot of times with people to like, yeah, I know who you are. Yeah, you know what I mean. And this is from like just everyone who I I've hung out with many times. He didn't like, who are you? What are you doing here? No, I'm kidding. He did not do that. But 100%, you could tell he was very, like, it, I mean, it was chaotic. It was, there was a lot of people there um, just from the AMG side of it. So, I mean, he, I get it. Like, even, every time I came up with it, Chris is in the middle of organizing something or drawing pictures as this is your prize. That's probably worth telling, yeah. Um, so, um, during um, the first day of worlds proper we had um i had pod three rounds of pod starting pod one didn't finish sorry pod two started before pod one had finished and i didn't ha- if i didn't have enough for both events to be full capacity and we didn't have the scope for me to be launching all of these events and answering judge calls so it also meant that any judge calls would pull away from the people trying to run actual worlds. So I had to set the tone for this event very carefully. <laughs> so I, I, I bear witness to this. Um, the the pattern goes as follows. I hand drew, because um, we had felt tip pens, so I got an, an A4 sheet of paper, folded it into quarters, and just ripped it into quarters as nearly as I could. It was neat. And then I drew um, a Venn diagram or a goldfish or a picture of a car, or a picture of a house. And it's like, this, yeah, and then it was like, I go through the names, you are in charge of pod goldfish. There is only one pod goldfish at World 2023. Here is your first place prize. It is a picture of a goldfish. There is only one of these at World 2023. <laughs> if you'd like me to sign it, let me know. It's an official prize. The winner gets to keep it. There anybody no, there's, there's no, uh, yeah, I signed at least <laughs> three of them. Um, and yeah, so it was just unique hand drawn pictures. Uh, and I was like, this is a winner's prize. In, in addition to that, we have tickets for a prize wall. It wasn't a prize wall, it um, we had golden tickets, and it was like, there'll be enough tickets that would evenly distribute between everyone playing three each. You can distribute them however you like. I'll say again, they evenly distribute three each. If you want to do a winner gets 24 and everyone else gets none, that's okay. If I get called back to a pod to adjudicate an issue with how the tickets are going to be d- distributed, everybody gets one and I remove 16 tickets from the uh, from the prizing and then I walk away. <laughs> I believe he said he'd just throw them away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll just throw these away and nobody gets them and you all get one. <laughs> yeah. Unsurprisingly, there were no issues for distributing prizes very few judge calls, and um, everyone kind of got what I was putting down. It's like, look, we want you to have fun. Please, if you want to have a, a sweaty competitive pod, that's okay. Just make sure everyone playing in your pod buys into that, and mm-hmm. um, try to not disturb the judges so they can do their jobs. Yep. But yeah. Totally, totally saw that happen. Yeah, it was um, that same patter. Uh, I... I lost count of the number of pictures that I drew. Um, it was uh, <laughs> an exercise in creativity. We'll say that. 
I can imagine. Because <laughs> they all had to be unique. Because then I can't lie. If there's only one pod goldfish, there can't be a second pod goldfish. Right. That's right. Could be a trout, but not a goldfish. Yeah. Totally get it. That's right. It may look the same, but it's not the same. I could use a different color pen, I suppose. But uh, I, yeah. I, I think my favorite highlight was um, purple meeple wearing brown shoes. Um, that was uh, a good one. Wearing brown shoes. Yeah. Um, and then there was pod picture of a Venn diagram. It wasn't a Venn diagram because it didn't contain any information, but it was a picture of what a Venn diagram would look like. So fair. This is fair. So pod picture of a Venn diagram was another highlight for me. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good day. Uh, lots of fun. Um, but yeah, I think I think that kind of covers a bunch of Adepticon. I was. I have glad... one, I have one other thing I want to cover. If that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the highlight of Adepticon 2023 for me, and God, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Steve. But Chris, what was it? Steve. Steve, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I apologize, Steve, because I know you're listening. Um, so Chris had sent me a text, said, Hey, are you guys coming? Because it all right, so this is I think day two or day three. Um, that was around the point in time that Gabe and I started running out of stuff to do. Like we had bought stuff. I I bought um some sisters models and I we were Gabe and I were building them in the in the we went back to the hotel room for lunch and just kind of stayed there and we're building models and Chris is like, hey, you're coming over. People are asking if they want to come and say hi to you. I'm like, oh, I wonder who could... That's where I was like, well, who could possibly even remember who I was? And I'm so glad that I did, because Chris kind of pointed in a corner. Yeah, there's a guy over there. He looks like this. Uh, His name is Steve. He wants to talk to you. I'm like, okay, cool. But I didn't pick up who it was. Like, like, I even asked him, like, do you know who he was pointing to? I was like, was it that guy? Was it that guy? So we kind of just... (laughs) We just kind of waited. And then Chris took me over and introduced me to Steve is a listener that has been listening to us since Nova. He has been listening to us in his ear holes for almost eight years, nine years. <laughs> God, how long has it been? Yeah. It was it was so heartwarming. It was so, like I it almost brought me to tears when I walked away. Um, to have met someone that has been listening to us from when we started a fledgling podcast talking about this obscure game to getting into <laughs> the heights where it was for Nova to dropping off and then picking up this show and then he's just continued to roll through all the iterations it was ju- it was it was the highlight everything else everything else about Adepticon was cool meeting all the cool people we did got to see the stuff that we did was cool that to me is the one thing that i'm going to remember probably for the rest of my life it was so cool just meeting him it was so neat so to be able to have met someone that's been listening to my voice our voices i should say in his ear holes that long god you've got some dedication my friend <laughs> No kidding. Especially if you had to listen to me for that long. Yeah. Oh, it was really nice. Um, uh, he, him and his sons, um, both the uh, lists made it through to Best Painted. Uh, they got painted by the same guy in the UK, so he was really happy to... Um, mm. it, I think he won Best Painted First Order and got second for Empire. Um, so he's really happy to um, to share that. And like... so. Tell his friend back home and he'd won a bunch of stuff, so that was cool. I was just gonna say, yeah. did he give the artist credit? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I should get the artist's name as well. I can give the artist credit because you know uh, that was. Um, do 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 do. I'm good at this. Um, Ryan Coyle from the UK. 
painted. Yeah. Uh, he got he painted two at least two squads that I I saw at Worlds were definitely both his, and it made it through to top two in Empire and First Order. And then the, the other highlight, of course, for me being at Adepticon was we got to go to the Warhammer um, preview um, by Games Workshop. Um, that was it was interesting because as we we're so Adepticon was kind of nuts day one because the gates open. I want to say it was like seven o'clock to go yep. and do your, do your check in. So we meandered over there, I think, around like six fifty ish to go in the line thinking oh 45 minutes ahead of time well no no there were thousands of people in line waiting oh and yeah we and we knew that nine o'clock i think it was nine o'clock correct me if i'm wrong um but i believe it was nine o'clock is when the warhammer thing and that was the one thing that i really wanted to see that day. was one of the main reasons i wanted to be there and as we stood in that line and we watched time go by and we watched time go by we were standing in line with these other guys I mean, who are old vets from Adepticon, like, oh, yeah, no, no, they'll release all that stuff, and, you know, you'll see it online 20 minutes after you've gone through and see it, so it's not really worth going in through it, but I'm like, but I still kind of want to see it. And right. To be fair, I did watch their live stream after, and they covered stuff in the live event that was not covered in the live stream that hasn't didn't come out until much, much later in articles that they had talked about. So there were things that were discussed in that live event that were not discussed in the live stream that they did on Twitch. It was not discussed until much, much later. So I'm very happy that it did. But of course, it was fantastic. As the event starts going, I start hearing these sultry tones of probably the most mellow human being you've ever heard. And I'm like, that's Mike Brands. I know those words. <laughs> and I'm like, you haven't lived until you've had a drink in your hand as Mike Brands is strumming away on a guitar in the top suite of the hotel at Nova Open. <laughs> but I've done that, and it was so cool to hang out with him and hang out with the guys to see the announcement for 10th edition, because of course they did they did the they did the Mimi thing. They talked about a new um um Sean, this is probably not gonna mean anything to you. Um they talked about the Lionel Johnson returning, which is kind of a big deal and the fact that a loyalist primark is returning to 40k and then they went into all of the other games they covered all you know, every other game and then they kind of like like everyone's like where's 10th edition and so they got they opened it up for a q a and one of the first questions i don't know who this guy was this guy is my hero um one of the first questions was so when's the new version of space hulk coming out and if that joke doesn't make sense to you space hulk has always been space marine terminators versus tyranny and the hey preview videos that Games Workshop had been le uh, releasing leading up to that had showed a Terminator and a Tyranid, and the joke was, oh, it's not 10th edition, they're just releasing a new version of Space Hulk. So that, whoever <laughs> that guy was, that guy is a baller, because that was such a, and Mike Brandt laughs about it and goes, oh, alright, and then they do all the 10th edition stuff, and they go through the 10th edition videos, and the announcement, and the Q&A that they did after, which was fantastic. So that was really kind of cool. And then, of course, Gabe and I ran back to the hotel room, put the live stream up, and they missed, they did not cover all the things. So to the guys that we were standing in line, I don't know if you ever are going to hear this, you were inaccurate. It was worth it to go through and sit there, and I would sit through it again. So that was, it was just kind of cool to kind of be there in person and be one of the fir first people in the world to be able to hear this, go hear it officially come out of Games Workshop's mouth and still struggling with the idea like, oh, yeah, that's right. Mike Brandt is officially Games Workshop now. I totally forgot about that. Really? So he yeah. started working with them um, when Ninth Edition came out. And my understanding was that it was mostly for the tournament events and running events and doing stuff like that. But I think he's got, his role has expanded because that was not the mm. title that he gave whenever he 
um, uh, announced himself at the event. Gotcha. Okay. So congratulations to Mike going up in the world, and hopefully we see him again at Nova. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was about it. I mean, we played some fun games, but like I said, it got to the point where um, we were supposed to leave on Monday. Uh, we ended up leaving on Sunday instead, um, mostly because I knew that World Finals were going on, and that meant that Chris was probably going to be his busiest because you had a whole bunch of X-Wing players that were not in the top eight that would oh, probably right. be wanting to do something else. We it wasn't by. so much that. It was, like, it was always going to be an X-Wing, like, all the judges, we all went out together afterwards on a Sunday kind of thing, so... Sure, yeah. sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. I, there's no way I was going to ditch the, the team out after that. I like you, Ed, but, you know, social responsibility. <laughs> Nor would I have asked you to. Uh, so we did end up driving home a little bit day earlier, which is kind of nice because I already had Monday off from work. It was kind of nice to kind of reacclimate. Um, did have my first, this is my first time. It dawned on me um, driving out there and driving back. It's the first time I've ever driven over the time zone line before in my life. I've flown over it plenty of times, but I've yeah. never drove over it before. So that was kind of neat. Um, yeah. Ways fucked me on the way out of there and we ended up taking us a different way through. And there was this weird thing where you're supposed to go left at this off-ramp, and then right, and then the left again, and I made the left and the right and then the right again, so I ended up in downtown Chicago. With yeah, so I was concerned, like, oh great, this is gonna, like, burn 30 minutes as I try to figure out how the fuck to get out of this uh, out of this city, but luckily for me, I may have pulled an illegal U-turn, and got right back around, and it was good. <laughs> I made sure to far enough away from the cops, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was good. <laughs> yeah. Good trip, um, good times. Cool. Um, came back with a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, overall, had a really, really good time. Definitely will be doing it again. Definitely will be signing up for a specific event to do so that we have a, a day to be filled with, even if it's a team event for or the 40k friendly. Um, oddly, uh, so normally with these gigantic GTs for um 40k, usually the singles event is the the main event. Gotcha. At Adepticon, it is not. It is the team event. And they say that going into it, like, you know, singles is cool, but they had a lot less singles players in the mm -hmm. 40k main event than they did for the team event. Gotcha. And the 40k friendly. Like, both of those events are more important to Adepticon than the singles event. So that's what we'll do next time. Gabe and I will go in as a team, and it should be fun. Did they oh. have, um, so did they have space for people to sit down and play board games and stuff? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They had an entire room dedicated to just that. They had a, a little checkout area. That's where a lot of the game demos that we went to play were set up as well. Like we did the yeah. one, the Snapship one, which is basically Legos. Um, we played a lot of X-Wing clone. I don't know how else to put that. A lot of a lot of games that feel, look and felt they had their own little twist. They had their own little, you know, this rule's a little bit different than that rule kind of thing. Right. But overall, a lot of um, flight path mechanics that felt extraordinarily familiar. Um, so whenever we sat down for the snapship one, the guy's like, oh, yeah, no, these demos usually take like, you know, two hours. Gabe and I finished a game in 25 minutes because we're like, oh, yeah, no, all these rules make sense. 100%. How does this work again? Like, oh, yeah, great. Missiles are overpowered. You need to look into that. And then, boom, <laughs> moved on, moved on and played another game at the demo over there. So, yeah, we had a. So yeah, they still had the big room for that. They still had all that. And there's all kinds of stuff going on. Like they had they had people playing games out in the hallways. They had people playing games in the vendor rooms. They had, they had people playing games pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And you saw a lot of just pickup stuff. Like I walked by, like what I was really surprised with, and one of the things I may need to look into, there was a huge presence from Catalyst Games there and Battletech. And 
I mean, I'd heard of Battletech. I've heard of Battletech since I was a kid, but I didn't realize how big that game was. I think didn't they, they had, just do a Kickstarter. They did uh, for the, the for the next expansion. Yeah, Battletech but, is probably as a system the after and it is probably the highest selling one in Century Box after anything by Games Workshop. Yeah, see, and I didn't so, know that, that going sense. in, and I was that really surprised at the amount of people that were there. They had a tournament table going on. They had live streams going there. They had live streams from the developers there. And I kept, I mean, and quite literally, you couldn't miss them. Because in order to get to anywhere um, where all the events were, you had to pass by the gigantic Space Marine and then Catalyst Games and their gigantic setup for everything that they had Battletech. And they did it right. And they had the whole store there. Anything you wanted to buy that they had that was ever one of their Kickstarters, the special yep. stuff, anything that you wanted was all sitting right there. And you could literally talk to the game developers because they were right there. So that might be something I might have to look into. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready for a whole new game system. I still have to do stuff for 40K first. Sure, sure, sure. Battletech seems to be the the game that's kind of moving to the forefront. Like at the game shop, where like the Legion stuff was, it's now like Battletech, and then they move Legion to another area. And I can see where Battletech's becoming a pretty, pretty popular again. You know, I think it's always been popular, but it's been one of those games. There's been nothing to buy for it. Has been the main problem. I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, I know that a lot of people that play it bitched and moaned because they couldn't get anything new. You know. Mm-hmm. But, sudden now now they're kicking it back into gear and you know well and that, pro- that property has changed hands a few times like the battle tech that i remember was in the hands of hands of fasfa and my understanding and the little bit of research i did when i got back from adepticon is it's it went from fasfa to one, some other company i can't remember them and then from fast from that company over to catalyst games so like it's changed hands multiple times as far See, as i remember so so my introduction to battle tech was Oh, way, way, way back when, like Commodore 64 time frame. Same. When, same. when they had the Battletech, you know, games. They were the turn-based games. And the cartoon on TV. See, I don't remember that. Oh, my God. I, it, that's how I got them. I got, I got the double whammy. I got the PC, the games on computer, and I got the cartoon on Saturday morning. 100% remember that. Do you not yeah, have uh, and... Battletech on Steam? I don't, but I can go you and should. probably pick it up. Uh, it's it's a pretty accurate representation from what I gather um, yeah, in the campaigns, but you've played it, Sean. I, mean, I remember seeing yeah. you on Steam a few times playing it. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's good. I, I've... It's it's very intense as far as your computer goes. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, um, it's a beast. I know that my old computer, I couldn't run it very well with this one. I can, um, but it's just a beast. But it's a cool game, though. You yeah. know, because you know you're in a battle, you're in a mech. <laughs> oh you, no! I don't mean um, Mac Warrior. It's in the um, oh the turn-based strategy game. No, I didn't know about that. I'll have to look at that. Yeah, I'll send you guys. I, I, I'll post I'm it in the show notes for everyone, and I'll um I'll post it. But yeah, I pulled up the Steam Deck right now, uh, Sean. At least put it on my wish list at minimum. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I've played through through the campaign for that. It's good fun. All right, but that's it. That's all I've got from. My Adepticon. So you had a little bit of after-action fun with Adepticon there, Chris. Yeah, so this is where it all starts going downhill. <laughs> Those were the highlights. Yeah, I, um, well, I left on the Monday. My flight was supposed to be like 7pm. Uh, so I, I knew I was going to have a nice relaxing day. Uh, checkout from the hotel was like 11. So 
I got travel lie in, swallow time, repack all my bags and everything to try and fit all of the, the stuff I was trying to bring back in. And then I um, head over to the hotel, um, had breakfast with um, one of the guys, um, Alex, who I was traveling back to Calgary with. I was on the same flight as me. Um, Chris Allen, um, Andrew Cox, a couple of other people from like the X-Wingy stuff. Uh, we, we just all like, we're all still there, so we just had breakfast, like a, a brunch, and then um, we shared an Uber to the airport around about uh, two o'clock because Chris's flight was at like four, and like might as well sitting around the hotel is no different than sitting around the airport. Pretty much. Then my got there, and the um, the flight wasn't didn't have a gate. I was like, oh, okay, that, that's always a bad sign. <laughs> so. I went to the gate where the internet told me it should be, and sure enough, it's like um, different flights at that time. Like, okay, still no extra information, so I'm going to sit around here. Then, like ten minutes before the flight's supposed to leave, they, they announced it's delayed. Like, oh, weird. Who knew? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I ended up getting home at like um, landing around about two a.m. Getting an Uber back to um, the house, which I've never, I didn't even know Uber worked in Calgary, um, <laughs> but I got an Uber back to the house and just like wet myself in and went to, went to bed straight away. Then um, started unpacking the next day. Day after that, um, the COVID hit. Um, I was testing negative all the way through, but um, Jill, I infected Jill and the kids, and they were all testing positive. Um, we but, we luckily got away with zero concrete. That happened yeah. when some week we got back. My wife had taken the kids to a water park, and they were sick there. And Gabe got sick from that, but we did not get sick from the con. <laughs> yeah, I I had three days where I was alternating, um, like fever and chills, kind of thing. I I re I recorded a deploy of a garrison on a lot of um like paracetamol, where I I burned through my energy in the first twenty minutes to try and you know get the show done. <laughs> And that energy and, start, started. Yeah, and then like at the end of the show, I'm just like, oh, I'm so done. Um, but that took me through until was Sunday. Um, and Monday, I was pretty pretty healthy. Jill was feeling really bad. Um, Ella was a little bit ill, and Evie was okay. Uh, but I went out and was running the D and D onslaught demos at August Den in Calgary that I'd organised to run. Uh, that's when I got the message. Because obviously, all through that time, I'd been testing negative for COVID. Um, but then Jill sent me a message while I'm in the middle of running a demo for someone. Oh, yeah, we're all <laughs> testing positive for COVID now. So I'm like, oh, great. Um, <laughs> so I kind of like, it's it's evidently too late. I, I saw him today and it was it, it was fine. Uh, no, today, um, on Saturday, and it was fine. But um, that, look rather than judgment, I suppose. Um, <laughs> So then I, I get home on Monday night and then I get heartburn again, which I'd not had heartburn since I was taking the medication a doctor prescribed me. Um, generally, when I get it, it's pretty bad. It's like a five out of 10 on the pain scale. No medication was doing anything. Anti-heartburn stuff does nothing. Um, it was the worst. Yeah, it was, it, was just, it was just not nice. And I was like pretty frustrated because... I've been taking this medication for uh, over a month. I, I thought it was working, and obviously, I just hadn't gotten heartburn. So, 
unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, ended up it didn't go. Normally it goes where well. Normally I get that tired from just being in pain that the exhaustion overtakes it, and I'll fall asleep. But yeah. that didn't happen. I, I, yeah, I know that feeling. Um, so I got through <laughs> to um, eight a.m. Having woken up at two a.m., so six hours of just pain. Uh, went and that Jill woke up. Uh, Evie wasn't going to school because she's now got COVID as well. So, um, I drove myself to urgent care. Um, and they did a bunch of tests and gave me some medication to try and help. And, um, weren't really sure what, what was going on. Um, x rays didn't show anything. Put me in for an ultrasound on the, um, the Wednesday, on the Wednesday morning. Um, sent me home with some stronger painkillers and like we'll see what the ultrasound turns up so i was in urgent care for about eight hours on tuesday um well tuesday night i woke up about 2 a.m the pain had transitioned from being just a constant five to being a stabbing pain a little bit further to a right it was like spiking up to a seven or eight Mm. um but it was as long as I was like lying flat on my back, or like slightly elevated on my back, it was a zero or one. I was fine. If I moved, stabbing pain, not good. Uh, so we phoned an ambulance uh, because Jill and the kids have all got COVID and can't do anything. Um, so I went to um, the Foothills Medical Center, uh, wheeled in on a gurney, um, which was uh, an experience. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll do the funny part because obviously it, it's a podcast. It should be entertaining. But um, they got me through. They moved me from the um, the ambulance gurney onto a bed in the hallway. And then they got me a bed in A&E. Um, I saw like the nurses and stuff and they did some tests and hooked me up to um, some morphine. And like, so I was pretty out of it then. Like, Pain's manageable because I'm on my back and I'm on, on morphine now. Yeah, um, right. And then they, so the whole, whole world's manageable at that point. Yeah. <laughs> they came around again and was like, "Would you like any more pain medication?" I'm like, "To be honest, I'm pretty comfortable in this position. The pain's really manageable as long as I'm lying down, so I should be fine." Like, oh, okay, right. Well, the, the doctor will see you at some point. Like, yep, yeah, cool. So I'm like in and out of consciousness, um, and then. They wake me up and say, oh, you need to get in a wheelchair. I'm like, right, okay. I must be going to see a doctor. Um, you need to the Heidi scan. <laughs> uh, so they they put me into a wheelchair, and obviously the pain comes back because I'm no longer lying down. But I turned down the pain med, and they're in the middle of taking me somewhere. The place they're taking me is the front door. They what? wheel me to the front door of admitting and just leave me in admitting and don't say anything and walk away. So I'm am now. I, am I going home? I'm now, like, what the hell? I'm now back in pain with no idea what's going on. Some amount of drugs still in my system that is like wearing off, exhaustion from not eating and sleeping for two days, no idea what's going on. And I'm just whimpering, like in my pajamas, like in a wheelchair, just like clutching my side in pain. And no one's talking to me or telling me anything. So I finally wave a nurse over and they're like, it doesn't matter if you're through in there or through in this part, the waiting time's the same. I'm like, that's not the point of my question. The point of my question is, I turned down pain medication because I was lying down in the bed. 
you don't have a bed for me to lie down in right now, so I'm in a lot of pain, and I know that you're not going to give me pain medication because you're an admitting nurse. Mm-hmm. So I, I, basically, yeah, you, it should up and be in pain for six hours. Oh, holy four, crap. Four in the morning, they... Um, no, I arrived there at four in the morning. This must have been 6 a.m. So it was, yeah, like 6 a.m. until lunchtime was when they finally got me admitted into a hospital. So I was sat in this chair in pain for six hours. Um, then everything was great because I got drugs again. Hey, you got to lay right. down. Yeah. Um, they, I had my um, requisition form for my ultrasound scan with me which I'd missed at this point because that was at 10 a.m. in the morning and I was still just sat in... I was like, should I get Jill to come pick me up and take me for my ultrasound in Cochrane and then bring me back? <laughs> you know what I mean? But They didn't ever um, know you were gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fine. They got through. Um, I finally got an ultrasound um, and they were like, oh, it's not, not really conclusive, but we believe it's probably a gallbladder, so we should take it out. So I... I agree, because you're a doctor, and I'm a moron, who turns down pain medication when it's offered to them. So you shouldn't trust my medical judgment for anything. If At you all. say take it out, <laughs> we'll take it out. And then it's like, all right, okay, so that means you can't eat anything or drink anything, because you're on the waiting list of surgery now. So this is um, all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday, gets to 10, 10 p.m. on Wednesday night. I'm still on the waiting list. No one's come to see me. Um, are they are they still at least giving you fluids intravenously at this point? I had some. Uh, I had an IV like three or four times. Okay. Uh, for fluids, so, yeah, I wasn't like dehydrated or anything. I mean, because um, otherwise you're gonna like wither away and yeah. die. I, I was <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I I was allowed to eat an ice cube. Oh, oh that's that, nice. that was yeah. very nice. Yeah. Well, what's that? Tastes like a monkey's taking a shit in your mouth. Here, have an ice cube. That'll fix it. <laughs> um. So yeah, it got to like two a.m. And the nurse is like, I don't think they're coming. Do you want anything to eat? I'm like, no, I just want, just give me more meds and let me go to sleep. Um, I think it got to like two o'clock on the Thursday was when my actual, I got taken to surgery. Um, and then they put me under, obviously, did a laparoscopic. Uh, so like four small incisions. I've got like one across my uh, upper abdomen, one above my belly button, two in the side. Um, whipped out my gallbladder, um, and then yeah, it's been progressively better every day since then. But um, yeah, it was was an experience. The when the um, when the surgeon finally spoke to me before I left, uh, it was said about how um, how bad it actually was because obviously from the tests it was like yeah, it might be a gallbladder. We'll just take it out because it won't do you any harm to not have it. Uh, but they took it out and it was all necrotized and filled with sludge. So that's always uh, a nice oh, thing you want to. Yeah. So that 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 all, that internal organ is just dead and filled with slime. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it'll just explode yeah. on you after a while if you're yeah. not careful. Yeah. yeah. But it's all good. So I don't have a gallbladder anymore. Um, so right yeah. there with you. Yeah. I'm there with you. I understand it. Oh, it's fine. Like, I. I'm back to pretty much normal now. I had um like a rel not a greasy pizza, but a a pizza that had meat on it the other day. Um, after the X Wing event I ran yesterday, and that was like the the tester of like, oh yeah, how quickly is this gonna go through me? 
and how messy is it going to be when it comes out? Um, yeah. But it was all fine. It was all fine. Um, yeah, it'll take it'll take you a while for your body to kind of adjust to both sides of that spectrum. Yeah, because you're gonna have times you're gonna have times where you're gonna eat something greasy. The one thing is nut. That's gonna be the biggest thing because you're not able to digest nuts correctly. So if you're gonna eat nuts, make sure you chew them to the finest <laughs> powder powder that you yeah. can get them to because otherwise it's comes out as glass it feels like glass coming so oh, it's been some fun times but um i sold um my imperial knight army my imperial knight codex my my imperial knight data cards um i sold them for like 250 bucks and then immediately went to one of a nice supermarket and spent 250 bucks on uh some fruit and some like chicken skewer like high quality food i was like yeah i it's not a bird like so obviously i've not worked since being at adepticon jill's not worked while i was at adepticon i can't look after the children at the moment because i can't lift them up and do stuff right, right. um so jill can't work and i can't work so we're literally down to just her um maternity pay so i'm like i don't feel like it's fair for me to put this burden on the family i'll I um, sell some toy soldiers and use it to buy food. That's always a good feeling. You know, to, yeah, at no yeah, point yeah. in your life do you feel like a failure when that comes up. <laughs> it oh. happens, though. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it was a, a sealed box of Imperial Knights at the Chainbreaker Lance from Christmas that I'd not opened. I'm pretty sure I didn't need it. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was just a... Oh. Um, but yeah, I've... Um, today I've not had any pain meds at all. Uh, it, the pain meds are paracetamol, and you can you can double up paracetamol and um, Advil. So like Tylenol yeah. and Advil, or, yeah. so, or it would be if you're in the UK, that would be paracetamol and aspirins. You can take concurrently. Uh, they right. did give me some um, hydrothiazepine or something. I can't. I don't know what it's called, but it. It's been. I believe it is more um, like morphine tablets, which is effectively yeah. like heroin. Whatever, it'll be fine. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Um, yeah. Um, Next thing I, you know, all all of Chris's models in the background are gone. And I don't no, know what happened. I'm a big fan of going to a pharmacy and them saying, "Okay, so take a seat while the time walk safe opens." <laughs> Do I actually want these pills? Um, but yeah, I, I um. I learned from a mistake, though. I had a follow-up appointment with my doctor. I was joking about this with one of the guys who was playing in the X-Wing event yesterday. Is a doctor. Hi, Jeff. Um, I was like, yeah, I was, uh, I was definitely exhibiting drug-seeking behavior when I went to a doctor because I was seeking drugs. <laughs> uh, uh, never again will I be offered pain medication and say, no, nah, it's all right. That's right. I hate to interrupt the story. You know what? I'm going to man up. Craig flickered there for a second, so I don't know if that is a, a big deal or not. Um, I know that you had exhibited issues with him the last recording that you had. It seems okay. And okay. We've got, we're doubling up because we're doing video today. Everyone's been watching me, not paying attention to you guys, putting basing material on Lord of the Rings model. I was going to ask, <laughs> was that a Balrog? That's what I thought. <laughs> so one of the things that I did whilst I was in pain was watch Lord of the Rings again. Um, and then I was like, 
there had been a Lord of the Rings event in the Sentry Box, and they, they emailed me to book, and like, oh, we'll want at least um, eight tables, 16 players. I was like, yeah, whatever. Was my, <laughs> what, that's what my the inside my head voice said. I typed back, yes, no problem. We can get that many tables for you. Um, then the event got closer. It's like, oh, we probably need 18 tables, like 18 players. I'm like, whatever. Like, in a monologue, Chris is very, very derogatory towards Lord of Rings players by all accounts. Uh, yep, then it, obviously. Then, it, then it's 20. Then it was 24. And like, they, on the day of the event, they had 22 players. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Jeez. So I was like, you know what? I'll hold that L. I'll take that. I'll own yeah. that. Um, and Not going to the... lie, when we were at Games Workshop, we saw like all the Lord of the Rings models. They had, there. They had, something, they had a, a diorama set up there. And I'm yeah. like, man, that game looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about Waterings another time because I think it's an interesting conversation as a one of our like general real shows. Maybe I'll sure, do it as sure. my topic next time. I'll whatever. But, yeah, um, that works. Um, but one of the other staff really likes Waterings and like really likes the game and was like, "Oh, I'll run Waterings stuff then." Because I'm like, guys, we had 22 players turn up for an event for a system I didn't expect us to get eight players for. So like something's going on here that I'm I'm not keyed into this community. So we should probably do something. That was like February the event. The event was early February. It's middle of April now. There's been no games. So I'm like, you know what? I watched Water Rings and I was like, yeah, yeah, Mario Goblins, that'll be cool. And then I went in the store and we had nothing in stock. Um so but luckily the used cabinet had a couple of bits and pieces. So I've got an old metal balrog. Uh, which was an, oh, absolute, that one's metal. an absolute travesty to put together. Um, I, I salvaged a cave troll, uh, which was like started painting, but it's not too thick, so I should be able to paint over it. And then I just I just put a quick order in from GW's website um, that wasn't for the Lion or the Lion Son of the Forest book, so obviously it just dispatched quickly and was no problem to do my order. Because maybe those other ones might have sold out. Hmm. Interesting. In, in minutes. In minutes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've got a bunch of um, Lord of the Rings Moria Goblins to put together. Um, so today, as a peek behind the curtain is Sunday, I'm going to be playing a 400-point game on Tuesday. Um, and um, the person I'm playing against won't play against you if your army's not fully painted. Same guy? Yeah. So the guy I play Necromon with, yeah, Mike, one of the staff. Yep. So we're going to do... We did um, a... 150 point like demo style game just to make sure that what I thought the rules works. I've played like two towers release date time, like played a little bit. Um, but I, I just wanted to double check that nothing had really changed. Uh, so we did that and I'm going to step it up to 400 points. But obviously, I finished building everything today, so now I'm putting the basing material on. So I believe tomorrow I may do a painting stream. Ooh. Maybe it could happen. So I'll be at work. I'll be at work tomorrow, but if you're doing it in the evening, I might be able to watch it in the evening. Uh, it should be running all the live long day because I've got to <laughs> paint a four hundred point Moria Goblin force. I don't have a big I don't have a, I don't have a scale for how big or small an army like with so their, what th this model is a Moria Goblin with a shield. He is five points. Okay, so it's basically 40k scale. Yeah. Um, so 400 points. My army is um, a Mario Goblin captain with a 
drum and two drummers, a cave troll, and then eight goblins with shields. Then I have a sorcerer, uh, sorry, a goblin shaman with six goblins with bows. And then I have a second hero with um, eight goblins with spears. So, what, 32, 32 goblins, one troll, um, and three characters. Interesting. That's, it sounds that's what I'll paint tomorrow if I get the basic finish tonight. Close to the scale of forty k. Yeah, I mean, Pro- probably closer to Age of Sigmar, but I don't know anything about that game, so I can't really talk to it. Well, it's one of those like, um, if I was running the fellowship, I would probably have four models at four hundred points. Right, that's what I remember whenever it released. Mm. But um, I can't run the fellowship because. Sentry box doesn't have the fellowship in stock. Because why would it? Mm. Yeah, you know? it's all sold out, and people are buying it. Man, I watch Water Rings. I'm really hyped. I love miniatures games. I'll go and buy some Water Rings miniatures. Which That's ones okay. wouldn't you keep in stock? I mean, we have three copies of Frundril the Elven King. I don't even know who he is. I couldn't point. I couldn't pick him out of the lineup. Like, mm. Three of those packs. You know, two Isengard trolls. Nah, don't don't rewrite it. No, no fellowship at all. Well, just kill me. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I, I came away from Adepticon seeing all the cool stuff they did for Horus Heresy, and went, "Ooh, that's a game I'm kind of interested in because it's still kind of 40k, but it's all during the Horus Heresy." And then I'm like, "Oh wait, aside from the starter set, every freaking model is Forge World, and a standard ten man squad's gonna cost me like two hundred dollars." This plastic, it's all plastic, right? No, it's not. It's not. So you do have stuff We've for the starters. St- We've got it in stock in the store in plastic sprues. Am I talking out of my ass? Entirely uh, possible. I mean, I don't want to go there, but I think so. I, it's I'll, entirely possible. Oh, you keep talking, and then I'll just come in and correct you after I've got you the... Uh, the no, please do. Because I, I feel like me going into my, uh, my work log on, remote accessing the system, and looking up stock isn't the most interesting of podcasts. Even when we're doing the video format, me not even looking at the camera anymore is definitely... <laughs> it's definitely, fine. It's yeah. fine. But, like, so I would talk to some of the guys at the store. They said, oh, yeah, no, the game's great, except, like, all the infantry are still... No, look, see, these got to be... This is the Mark, this is the Mark IV armor. There have to be in plastic, right? Yeah, They'd have all, to be. yeah Mark, it, we've got Mark threes through to Marks to Corvus in plastic. Corvus is the oh. model that comes in the starter box. Hmm. Um, yeah, we in stock. I have three, uh, five Mark threes, four Mark fours, three Mark sixes, um, and yeah, it's tw- boxes of twenty plastic for ninety-five bucks Canadian, so probably sixty bucks US. Interesting. And none of this is taking me over to the Forge World site. Okay, so I'm gonna yeah. call Evan. He's full of shit because this is not an accurate statement. Yeah, uh, when it it he was right. But when they released the Age of Darkness box, they launched it all as an actual G. Forge World is still doing the rules. Um, a bunch of characters, like a lot of stuff you can get from Forge World, but equally, like all of those new character boxes and everything, um, Fafnir ran all of that. So all just plastic, GW plastic sprues. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. But your rank and file troopers all appear to be in plastic. Yeah. And that starter set is. Pretty beefy tank, whole bunch of terminators, troops. Yeah, dreadnought. That 
That's pretty damn sweet. I should have got it whenever it came out. Anyway, so yeah, that, that covers that. Yeah. You're feeling much better now. I am kind of genuinely curious to see if you end up with heartburn after that. <laughs> like if that was the if that was the problem the whole time for the years of your life, like it was just slowly but surely giving signs. No, of... you'll you'll still have you'll still have heartburn and stuff. Well, my just... hope is that if I have heartburn, it's actually heartburn, which means that heartburn medication will help. Because yeah, that was the big thing the... that like, nothing helped when I had it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll you'll have to take something like a meprazole or Prilosec pretty mm. much the rest of your life because you. I will say this: the acid reflux is worse since for me but i do take you know i take omeprazole to help curb that portion of it. yeah i'm not i'm not gonna lie my wife got me um a couple months back my wife got this is not an unpaid sponsorship she got me one of these hydrospark uh water bottles which basically has a bluetooth app that ties into your phone that says how much water you've been drinking and i'm on a hundred ounces of water a day which means i piss my brains out during most of the day but I noticed about a month into doing that, that I didn't have any heartburn. And here I am almost 90 days later. Hang on, I'll tell you how many in a second. I'm sorry, 85, 87 days. I have not had heartburn in 87 days. And I don't know if there... The other thing that's happened is I've stopped drinking a lot of soda. Like, I think I have one for lunch and maybe one later in the... So because I drink so much, I don't want to drink that. So I don't know if there's a correlation between reducing the amount of, you know, soda that I've been drinking that's correlating to the the lack of the heartburn or if it's the amount of water that I've been drinking. One of those two things has caused me to go 87 days without heartburn. That's good. So, yeah, I mean, I'll it think, all depends. It all depends what you eat, too. You know, I haven't changed my eating habits. Pure garbage. I get that. <laughs> well, I mean, but pure uh, garbage to one is not pure garbage. Yeah, to I this is true. <laughs> Me eating this healthy is, is still worse than most people's pure garbage. Just gonna say it, you know. I'm not surprised <laughs> my insides were dying. I would have given up two insides. It's okay. Yep. So I don't blame you. <laughs> I know I know you have a host on this one, Ed, but we should I know that you're gonna tell us later on that you've got work tomorrow. We should probably move it around along to one of the topics you two were gonna talk about before I rudely interrupted and said I'd join you. Oh, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. We Ed and I talked before the show in that, you know, this was just free form as we yeah. were going to do it. I only have one you know. thing. Like I said, we, the, 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 for those that we didn't actually get to, we may get it through it next week. We'll see how it goes. Um, maybe I'll do it for mine whenever mine comes up. Uh, I had two things that I wanted to talk about, uh, mostly because Sean and I have been talking back and forth on two very specific topics. Uh, one, since we were doing this in video, um, while I was at Adepticon, the day that I left, my Steam Deck arrived at my house. Um, which means I did not have it for Adepticon like I was hoping to. Um, but I have definitely been tinkering around with it over the last several weeks, and I'm having a ball with it. I just got done doing all of the um, ROMs and stuff and put a whole bunch of stuff on for the emulation side of it, so I'm just now tinkering with that. So I will save that experience for my next episode. Um, the other thing, of course, was... Uh, <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how many people this is going to resonate with or not, but... Sean and I are both aficionados on aquariums and aquascaping and doing live plants and aquariums. And my wife surprised me with an early birthday present, which was getting me a 29-gallon tank. Um, when I we moved into this house, there was a section of our wall, whenever you open up the living room door to get into our dining room slash living room area, there's a wall that I've always felt like a fish tank belonged there, but there's no power outlets. So I've never been able to do one there. 
Um, but we found a workaround. We, we've got a, an electrician coming out to install one. In the meantime, I've got like this really long extension cable going there. Um, but she bought me a fish tank. So I am going through the process of cycling my tank, getting all my potted plants. I just got done adding um, my red cherry shrimp. They arrived yesterday alive, healthy and well. They are doing well today. Uh, and I was going to talk about all of that. But I think we can save that for another episode. Um, I'll, I'll save that for mine. The only one thing I did want to make sure that I talked about uh, because it is super cool. If you remember probably two episodes ago at this point, I don't recall. Um, I talked a little bit about the job that I work at and the event that was being run for Donate Life Month and the dice that were being given away to all of the nerds. And here in my formerly nicotine stained fingers, I ended up with a set of the healing dice, which are D&D dice that actually are inlet with um, organs that you can transplant uh, whenever um, you are an organ donor. The whole packaging is so cool. It's fantastic. I was a little disappointed that the card design was not signed by Will Wheaton. I'm just I'm teasing. I'm, <laughs> I'm not arguing. But these things are so cool. Um, I don't know how well this is going to show up on a camera, but this is a heart inside a D20. There we go. Yeah. I try to. They're so cool. They're they they are yeah. legitimately yeah. so cool. Now. I will freely admit, and before anyone asks, um, the people over at Donate Life Month, uh, Donate Life America, had sent over an email to all of the OPOs saying, "Hey, if you have any staff members who might be interested in these, we can do our best to see if we can try about getting them." Which is how I got them. So I did not rig the contest. I did not do anything unethical to get them. Um, my only contractual obligation to being able to get them is I need to post an unboxing video on social media, which we're going to do for my um, my company's website. Um, which I've not filmed yet, which is why I haven't used them yet. So they have stayed in this box. I'm I'm keeping with my ethics. I will do my obligation. I will not use them until such time as I've actually got the opportunity to do all that filming. So I was super excited to get them. They're just so cool. They're so cool. Yeah. Cool. So so how many how many were given away? Uh, so they had 50 sets that they gave away, and the way that they told us is they had about 20 sets that they were had reserved, kind of out. And my guess would be is these were the first production run because I don't know if you, I don't know if you went to the website or not, where whenever yeah. they show the dice on the website, all of the organs that are inside the dice are centered inside the resin mm -hmm. and not all of mine are. So oh, okay. my guess is these were the first couple of test ones off the production line and they didn't want to throw them away. So they decided to give those away for, so they're, they're more, what am I thinking? They're more decorative than they are functional. Because my guess is going to be with that little thing in there that's going to weight the dice. <laughs> I don't know that yet. I haven't rolled them to find out. But my guess it depends is depends if it weighs it on a twenty or a one, really, doesn't it? I know, right? I mean, well, yeah, those things are much more functional than the other. This is true. This is true. Um, so my guess is that these were the pre-production runs of them testing out and trying it out, and then they just went through and finished the process. The box is fantastic too, that we went in, but that would be my guess. Um, hmm. But I'm not going to complain because they're badass. Uh, in worst case scenario, they're going to make the coolest wound counters on 40k <laughs> models ever. Oh, so yeah. yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yep, for sure. So that's it. I think we're done. Chris, oh, do you have I mean, anything you want to... I was more saying if you wanted to talk about fish tanks and stuff, we should move on to that sooner rather than later. Like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no we, we, we didn't need to do flight decks so much as like, just go into fish decks and steam decks. No, I'll save that for my episode. We want to let you get some rest and ease up on that one. So 
I think we're good for now. I think it's a good good one to kind of get us back into the back into the strides, and then we'll we're recording again on Thursday. I did mention to to Sean in our pregame. Um, I am taking my kids once again to our yearly trip to Gettysburg. I'm due to return from Gettysburg Thursday afternoon, but like the, all the festivities are done around noon, one o'clock. It's a two hour trip from there to my house. So I should be home in plenty of time. So it should not affect recording at all. We will see. <laughs> Unless something crazy happens. I'll have my steam deck with me. I'll sit alongside the road waiting for the car, the tow truck to come. Yeah. Well, I will hopefully have played a game of water rings with fully painted army. You can say, you know, Ooh. um, I'll have lots of other things to talk about that I've not covered because um, I've got, I got two games of 40k to talk about that I haven't got a chance to do yet. Yeah, so it'll be a good one. I'm excited. All right, well then that's gonna do it. Um, Chris, do you want to do any of the housekeeping, or do you just since this was a shoot the shit episode, we'll just call it here. Um, well, just I'll, I'll do the normal stuff. Obviously, thank you to all the patrons for uh, supporting us and um, being very patient because I believe. Like there was a show where I messed up. Um so we mm, one I about and then that. um so yeah, like we've been pretty sparse on the lack of focus through um various um happenstances, you know, being in hospital makes it hard to record, not gonna lie. I yeah, did have my really phone hard. with me, so I was like, you know what? If they go if if I have a show, I'm gonna call in. But um yeah, it was uh, an interesting time. Um, and Sean and I did try to get a recording a little bit earlier in the week, but then it just didn't work out. Nope. It's all good. We're, we're That's kind now. of why we're doing this one now. Yeah. yeah. You know, just to get, get back, off. like you said, get back in the swing of things. Yeah. Um, it's been been interesting. I'm, I'm happy to see the Discord's growing still, so make sure you join that and um, post your painting pictures. Um, let us know how you're doing for different like, X-Wing stuff. Um, what other games you've been playing? But yeah, just generally, it's been a good, fun time. I've it's been a it's been a it's been a few weeks. I'm not gonna lie, um, but I feel like everything's coming good now. So I'm happy, right. and these guys have been great. So thank you, everyone. And yeah, I suppose we'll we'll speak to you again in what four days? About four or five days, as far as they're concerned. It'll be a few more days than that, but yeah. All right, Sean. Always good talking to you, my friend. I don't know what our topic is yet for Thursday, so even with the extra time, I really haven't been able to come up with anything. Good. I thought you had a topic. You already had a topic Just planned. Steel Eds. Steel Eds. Do Steam Deck or Fish Tank? Pick one. <laughs> I thought I did, then I then we missed, and then with everything, you know, because you guys did Adepticon and stuff. So yeah, since oh, then I've forgotten. Looking... Oh, you forgot a simple. It was um uh. A uh, favorite and least favorite game, and why? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, it may change from that. That it might. we may save that one for another time. Damn, I already had, I already had some choice words for some more, some games. Damn. <laughs> we'll see. It depends. I was going to come up with something better. I was going to tear apart the entire Wormahorns community, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, so. Easily, like what well, the the. the Kind of apropos for what you said earlier, you know, whenever you're teaching a person a game, you shouldn't be kicking their sh- kicking their shit in, and that's what they uh, that, uh, that's what they do. That's what they do, and like no remorse, none whatsoever. Like I'm just trying to learn the game. Like what do you? Right. Now? Anyway, yeah. No, yep. I had a I had a whole, I had a whole ten minute spiel I was going to go on on that. Yeah, well, we may still do it. We'll we'll see. Okay, <laughs> and then be prepared for that ten minute spiel because it's coming. 
Um, <laughs> Chris, always good to talk to you, my friend. Oh, uh, it's good to still be alive. <laughs> yes, it's good to have you still alive. Always good. <laughs> All right, on that note, we're going to close out this little shoot in the shit session, and we'll see you guys in a few more days. Uh, well, a few more hours, whatever way it is the way you download it, I suppose. <laughs> As always, guys, fly casual. Thanks for listening to a Lack of Focus podcast brought to you by Dice Hate Productions. <laughs>